You are now tuned in to the sounds of Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. tuned in to big nate sports talk the show that's on all the time anytime be sure to like comment and subscribe for all content and now ladies and gentlemen your host nathan snell bring your sports game with big nate sports talk First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and telling me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Every single time, man, something goes wrong. Nothing. Nothing. I'm be cool. See, this is what I'm trying to say, man. <laughs> they make me sick. Nothing ever gets done. It just never freaking ends. What's going on, YouTube? It's your host, Nathan Sell, Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. I hope you're all well. Hope you're all staying safe. Um, happy Wednesday. Um, this video has been recorded. Um, this video will be going live tomorrow morning. Uh, this is episode 27, season 11 of the podcast. And in this video, we are recapping, thankfully, the Washington Commanders losing to the Minnesota Vikings. But before we get into that, you know, I obviously have to say a few things up front. Um, as you see, there's a couple things happening with the channel. Um, intros, those things are still being changed. So uh, we are trying to do a remake over of the podcast. Um, so be bear with me as you see the new intros and new themes and all that stuff like that. So we're we're just still working on everything. So um, hopefully by the before the end of the week, we'll have all that straightened out. Um, I appreciate the new subscribers to the channel. It's much appreciated. Um, Please continue to subscribe, 
like, share the content. It's much appreciated. Um, what's coming down the pipe is a few things. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens had a great win Monday night against the New Orleans Saints. We'll recap that. The Maryland uh, men and women's basketball teams are now 1-0. and We'll recap those games. Um, Friday, we're going to give a preview of Maryland versus Penn State. Um, and then also to down the pipe, um, we're going to do a, a check-in. We're pretty much at the halfway mark of the NFL season, and I think it's good to see where the teams are. And as we get ready for the second half of the season, kind of give an idea of what these teams are going to look like. Um, but now, with that all being said, <laughs> oh my gosh, the Washington Commanders. I we lost twenty to seventeen. What, what was that? What the hell was that? I'm sorry the H words and the D words aren't appropriate over the airways, but it's gonna be today. I, I don't know how much more of this I can take. How in God's name? Where do I begin? Um. Oh, obviously, you know, our guy, Kirk Cousins, you know, had his, made his return home. Um, he left, he departed from Minnesota back in 2017, and um, it's 2-0 against us. Uh, he finished a game of 22-40 of for 265 yards and two touchdowns in the pick. Um, now with a also, two coming in this game, newly acquired weapon from the Detroit Lions, Mr. T.J. Hawkinson, um, who... The two of them, I think, is going to develop great chemistry alongside Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Um, we had this game in the bag. Uh, after winning three straight games, uh, we missed an opportunity um, at home to win this game. Uh, we had a 17-7 league going into the fourth quarter. Uh, just, a, just a lot of, once again, Silly mistakes and mistakes that come back to bite you in the ass. Um, but I'll, I'll start with some uh, with my takeaways from what I saw from the game. I'll start on the defensive side of the ball. Um, for the most part, coming into this game defensively, our defense has done a great job of holding those last three matchups to 21 points or less. Coming into this game, you know, when you have to go up against a guy like Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, TJ Hawkinson, Thielen, um, those things are uh, – you need to be on your P's and Q's. And for the most part, I, I thought we, we, we shut those guys down, and uh, that simply just wasn't the case. Um, Jefferson automatically came out. He scored the first touchdown of the game. Um, he was quiet going pretty much the rest of that first half. Um, Dalvin Cook, uh, we stopped the running game on him. He only had, what, 17 carries on 47 yards. Um, but then he had the 12-yard touchdown that tied the game in the fourth. Uh, TJ Hoggins, I believe, was the second leading receiver. I think he had, what, nine catches for 70 yards. Um When it counted, we just couldn't even keep those guys in check. Um, 
on the offensive side of the ball, uh, we I'm going to be completely honest. We were lethargic. Um, other than the Samuel catch for 49, the 49 yard touchdown, our offense was trash. Um, I mean, Taylor Heineke finished with throwing the ball for 149 yards in passing. Um, I mean, yeah, there were some timely plays that he made to Terry McLaurin um, and Curtis Samuel, but that was more of a defensive game. Samuel, Samuel Curtis finished the game with three catches, 65 yards, and McLaurin, Terry, he finished the game with five catches for 56 yards. Um, I, I thought they were a, a big part of why we had that lead going into um, halftime, especially at the slow start. Uh, um, it's it's actually interesting to, to know that uh, neither were targeted in the fourth quarter. And um, when it mattered the most, Mr. Taylor Heineke, um, for all intended purposes, I'm, I'm going to be fair, but I'm going to be honest. Um, when it counted, Taylor Heineke let me down. Um, just did not have a great game. And it, it showed. Um, you know, people that I had friends and others that really had tried to sell me on Taylor Heineke since last year. And I'll be honest, I, I, I'm sorry. I just never, I just doesn't see it. You know, I get it. He has a little bit and he has some moxie that Carson Wentz did, doesn't show or doesn't try to show. Um, but this shot in the arm stuff has to, has to dissipate. If Sunday didn't show you that he's just a backup quarterback, I don't know what you're watching. And then for this, for those that called for Carson Wentz's job, I, I think we needed to take this opportunity to appreciate Carson Wentz just a bit. I don't think I'm not having anything against Taylor. I think he's a good quarterback. He, when his number's called, he goes out there, he gives you max effort. But to come out this game with 126 net yards in passing against the 28th ranked passing defense in the league. Um, some of that is on the quarterback. Yes, um, he made some plays. You know, they it, it, it just when it came when it came down is what what pissed what what upset me. And I and I honestly and truthfully, I I really had to step away from the TV. Is when he threw a. <laughs> When he threw the ball in triple coverage, I mean, the last time I saw that was when Robert Griffin III was in Cleveland, and he threw it in triple coverage. You can't do that. Yeah, as a quarterback, you got to have the vision, and you have to be aware. Um, there was one where he overthrew Logan Thomas. I, I mean, it was like watching – like it's like on Madden, for example, you have 99 arm strength, but like a, a 61 pass accuracy because he threw it over Logan's head and then it was intercepted by Harrison Smith. And then two plays later, tied the game up. But I, I just 
yes, there were some good, like I said, there were, there were good moments from him, but I, I just think that I think I think this game showed you that this is what your offense is going to be. It's the same offense minus Curtis Samuel, minus Robert Madrid from last year. You're not really getting anything much. But I also too think Scott Turner. I I have made a short and I have on this and I've also been very vocal on him. I I think, and I also shot the Will Kramer and Sean Spencer from Washington Football Weekly, from Let's Talk Football Family. I made a comment on their show tonight, Washington Football Weekly. Check that out Wednesdays at 8. I think they need an assistant coach between Ron and Scott Turner because I, I, I've been vocal on that it's 51% player, 49% coaching. But we have made a lot of excuses for Scott Turner. And I I get it. The offensive line has dealt with injuries. Guys have moved from one position to another. You know, I'm not going to throw Carson under the bus. I think that's unfair, especially since it's excuse me, it's his first season. Um, I mean, his running game still kind of stabilizing. My point is, is that Scott Turner's offense has failed to stay consistent with rhythm. His run blocking usage is a question mark. His play calling on third down, third and short, fourth and short, make no sense. And it. Comparing him to previous offensive coordinators, Scott Turner's not good. That's not one of his strengths. And I'm disappointed because he comes from a, his, his dad, North Turner, arguably one of the most brilliant offensive-minded coaches. I'm surprised it's not, he's not saying, hey, what would you do on this play? And then, again, like I said, right now, I, I, I've I've – read some stuff on Twitter and, and other parts of media, like I am not going to throw, I don't think it's fair to throw Sam Howell into the fire. I, I think it's, it's, it's scapegoating and it's hiding accountability of how this team has performed offensively. Um, but I, I don't think that's right to throw that kid under the bus like that. And then, I, I strongly think there needs to be an assistant coach to help with the play calling, but also to someone between Ron and Scott Turner, because it's obviously not clicking. Um, as I, you know, as I, as I stay on, as I stay on the offensive side, yes, we were able to keep Washington was still there last five minutes of those games. He definitely showed again, the last few games, he brings the mocks, he brings all that, but Going into the fourth quarter, we still had a 17 to 10 lead. All we had to do was stay on the field and we had a chance to win the game. I mean, going into the, the, the final drive, we had four plays, and that's where he threw the interception. I mean, then when they tied the game, he was sacked on third down in the minute why we had to punt. I mean, you we have to stop 
relying on is there going to be a fourth quarter hero? Because when I look at games like Philadelphia, Dallas, our opponents, we said the same thing. We got to be on our P's and Q's. And then, uh, and then I'm also going to you know say this as well. Um, some of the the penalties were very very questionable. Um, there was a well, I'm gonna get to that. There was a challenge. Um, I can't remember where it was, but I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Taylor Heineke, he, I believe he picked up nine yards on a second and ten, and they ruled that he was a yard short there and one. This is where you want to put your head through a wall, not figuratively, not literally, because instead of me personally just going for it, what what happens? Robin Rivera challenged it, and we lost the challenge and a critical timeout that came to bite us back in the ass. Like, had it been fourth down, that wouldn't have been smart. And then... We could have had that timeout, especially when we had 12 seconds left. And don't get me started on that last bit of whatever. I don't know what the, that was, where he didn't even get out of bounds. I'm not going to even talk about that. Um, I, I just thought that challenge was trash. Um, and with all due respect, I think that Antonio Gibson, this is no attack on Brian Robinson Jr., who has been playing extremely well. Um, I think he's more for short yardage. But I still think Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson should still be the number one running back for this team. Um, he just, to me, is a little bit more dynamic. Um, and he kind of opens some things up in the passing and running game. But um, just, just, just silly mistakes. I mean, this is some bad stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how much more this I can take. I, I I just don't know. This is ridiculous. I, I, ooh, oh, Lord. I, I, <sighs> and and, and to, to also to add on to this point, I, I thought this was key as well. There was an... Um, an unnecessary roughness penalty that I thought was late, a late call. I were up. This is when we started a chance when we, when Minnesota took the 20 to 17 lead and um, that penalty. And it was a late unnecessary rough. It was a, it was called on uh, Josh Ridgeway for uh, a legal contact with the, the snapper. Um, and then it came out after the game and i have to have the statement here from the uh, nfl senior vice president of officiating his name is walt anderson and i quote the rule protects the long snapper on field goals and points after attempts you cannot make forcible contact to the head and neck area because he's by definition defenseless until he has time to protect himself or to move downfield then he is no longer defenseless so there was a call number 91, the defender who made forcible contact to his head and neck area immediately after the snap before he had time to protect himself. I thought um, that was one of many penalties that, that to me, even though they committed three penalties, like right there, 
These are the things I'm talking about. Washington has to be smarter with its play calling, with its decision making, because it's stuff like this that costs you games. And here we are. We're back to below 500. Um, you know, it's interesting that we were 30% three out of 10 on third down and the fourth quarter mis- in the fourth quarter mistakes just came the bass back in the ass. Um, we go in the week 10, we got to go to Philadelphia where we got to face the eight, no, <laughs> eight, no Philadelphia Eagles on Monday, on Monday night. And um, hopefully and we should have Chase Young and Jahan Dobson uh, crossing fingers because uh, it is going to be one long football game if we do not fix these issues. Um, but I do think that the Washington Commanders will rebound. I don't think you'll see a, a another performance of 15 to 28, 449 yards and two touchdowns in the pick. Um, but I, I still think that I'm not going to throw Sam Howell out there. I think that's just not fair to him. He's not ready. And I don't think quarterback is the issue. I think it starts with Ron. I think it starts with Scott Turner. I think it starts with this 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 personnel. It just needs it needs to be reset. It this is this is an eyesore because this is one like three games. I'll be honest, those 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 three wins, two of those games were not legitimate wins. We should have lost to Chicago. Indianapolis should have won the game. The only true win I could say out of those three wins, two of those were not really legit wins. It, it can't like that's just how I look at it. And again, Minnesota, when it counted, like they made all the necessary. They, they took advantage. They took. They made opportunities on the mistakes we made. And it's actually interesting. Fun fact: they're now six and zero in one score games this year. They went. I want to say they went six and eight last year in one score games. So, and I still think they're going to win the, the Minnesota Vikings. They're still going to win the NFC North. But um, to me, fourth quarter, I, and I thought the one, I thought the Baltimore Ravens had issues in the fourth quarter. And right here was another, another example for the Washington commanders. So um, Philly, here we come. Uh, if, if I'm Washington, you know, you just gotta just get back in the film room and you just gotta figure out what you what 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 went right what went wrong. Um that's just me. But uh I'm going to reiterate my comments right here, right now. The clock is officially ticking. The honeymoon is over. Damn your feelings. Who gives a damn? You got a job to do. And the job ain't even a championship. It's to be respectable. And you can't even do that? And that's going to actually transition into our next subject. And shout out to, uh, again, Sean Spencer, Will Kramer, Washington Football Weekly. Um, I read an article that tomorrow the uh, district attorney for Washington, D.C., Mr. Carl A. Rancine, uh, there will be a press conference. 
in regards to one Washington Commanders. Um, it's undisclosed, but um, there's been an investigation of finances. And um, it's interesting when I read this article, and I quote, this was a team uh, spokesman for the Commanders. Uh, Less than three months ago, a 23-year-old player on our team was shot multiple times in broad daylight. Despite the out-of-control violent crime in D.C., today the Washington Commanders learned for the first time on Twitter that the D.C. Attorney General will be holding a press conference to make a major announcement related to the organization tomorrow. Um, the Commanders have fully cooperated with the Attorney General's investigation for nearly a year. As Monday, a lawyer for the team met with the attorney general who did not suggest at the time that he intended to take any action and in fact revealed fundamental misunderstandings of the underlying facts. It's unfortunate that in his finals of office, Mr. Rancine appears more interested in making splashly headlines based on offbeat legal theories rather than doing hard work to make our streets, our streets safe for our citizens and bringing justice to the people who shot one of our players. Um, I think to bring Brian, what happened to Brian Robinson up is is completely foul. Um, I think that takes away from the attention of what's really going on. This lets me know that Dan Snyder, and shout out to Will Kramer for speaking, Dan Snyder has to go as an owner. Um, they, did find the, they did find the individual who was responsible for his shooting, but this is more of a trying to take away the focus of no you said instead of worrying about what we're doing you need to be worried about this and i think it's disgusting that we're even bringing the spokesman would even bring this up like there has been a lot of misusage of their fund of their of their of their finances you know, you're hearing, you know, taking cheerleaders to uh, to the Caribbean for these photo shoots and whatnot. Um, you know, it just he knows his time is up as owner. Um, I, I I would I don't I would put him right there with Jim Irsay in terms of they need to just sell their teams because. This is utter dysfunction. And I, I'm i going to be really focused on this press conference tomorrow because I'm really curious to see to hear what, what's going to be said. Um, as far as who has uh, ownership of the team, I still I still suggest, I still, excuse me, suggest, I would really, really like to see some DMV businessmen and businesswomen because I, I've, I've heard Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos, um, right now, what's going on in the NBA with Kyrie Irving in terms of uh, something that was promoted, that's something that was on Amazon's, uh, something that was on Amazon that was promoting um, hate. Uh, I don't think that's a good look right now to have him consider him as an owner. Um, Jay-Z, I'm a fan of his, but... My concern is: Does can a new does a New Yorker relate to a Washingtonian? Like, 
does he understand the culture of Washington, D.C., if that makes sense. When I look at uh, uh, Kevin Plank, who owns Under Armour, um, Sheila Johnson, you know, former wife of uh, Robert Johnson, who used to own BET, you know, she could be, she would be somebody interesting. Um, Byron Allen, you know, he would, he could be the first uh, minority black owner in NFL history. I know, even though he's from Detroit, um, you know, even, even some former NFL players, you know, I, I, I would like to just see uh, somebody that, that, that knows the DMV, knows the people and can get a feel, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to see that than somebody that's from the outside and I, that that's just me. So there's a lot of people I suggest, but I really am pushing for somebody that's from the DMV, businessman, businesswoman that knows Maryland, knows DC, knows Virginia, uh, knows, knows the area, knows the people, knows the culture, and just knows like, okay, this is what it is to be a Washington commander. Um, I'm not going to put Teddy Holmes on that list because right now uh, the Capitals are just out in the just they're in the, in the middle of the pack, and um, he has shown once they got the championship, and I've seen it with the Washington Mystics. Teddy Holmes is hands off. Um, he could potentially, I'd be curious if he buys the Nationals. So, um, but um, with that being said. We're going to move into our final, final subject of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Final message. Incoming message. Thoughts are running through my mind. Someone took some time to find a minute or two to organize. So um, my final message to each and every one of you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is um, just be better tomorrow than what you were today. Um Again, we're all imperfect people. We make mistakes. We're all human. Uh, all we can do is ask for forgiveness and move forward. Um, sometimes uh, it's best to turn the other cheek. And sometimes it's also best to just wash your hands of the situation and walk away. Um, one thing that I'm learning as we get older, life is too short for foolishness, for drama. That's in general. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, we have to understand sometimes, is it worth it? And um, that's just my final message to you guys. Um, just be better than what you were. Just be better for tomorrow than what you were today. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's actually going to conclude episode 27 of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be tuned in for future episodes. Again, please like, comment, subscribe. I share the podcast. Um, I'll have all the episodes up uh, on Spotify via Anchor for season 11 up soon. Um, again, bring your sports game. We're on anytime, any place, all the time. Uh, be on the lookout for the Baltimore Ravens versus the Orleans Saints, the Maryland Terrapins, uh, the women beat George, George Mason, the George Mason Lady Patriots, and we beat the uh, Niagara Falls basketball team, uh, Maryland Terrapins, for the men. So uh, until then, please like, comment, subscribe. I will catch you guys on the flip side. Y'all have a good night. Take it easy.
Uh, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. And for the kind words. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Thank you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. Thank you. And you help me retain my sanity. Thank you. I want to thank you. And I want to thank you. All I want to do is say thank you for everything you do.